0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Jim Bratton Podcast. And I suppose you could call today's edition of the show sort of an emergency press conference, if you will. Because today, I'm going to be giving my take on the situation that came out of my beloved alma mater... MTSU, Mid- Middle Tennessee State University, just a couple of days ago, which is, for those of you that may not be aware of this news, uh, MTSU has recently fired uh, head football coach Rick Stockstill after 18 seasons, 18 years, at the helm of the Blue Raider football program, just, and I had somebody point this out in the comment section on one of my posts on social media recently. When you have a situation where one coach is in place at one school for, gosh, I guess, I guess really ten, 10 years when you think about it, let, let alone 18 for just the normal... And I'm not, obviously the guys like the, the Nick Sabans and the Kirby Smarts are outliers in this situation, okay? But just a typical program, take Tennessee. As much as it pains me to say it in a lot of ways, take the University of Tennessee's football program, for example. Just the number of coaches that they've run through in the last even less than 18 years. The same amount of time that Coach Stock had been at MTSU. That's just cra- crazy to think about. And I had somebody in the comment section of one of my posts remind everybody of this that in today's current climate of college football and how it's often when now or bust a lot of times. The fact that you have those outliers in a Rick Stockstill, for example, is just incredible, incredible to think about. But I'm going to be giving my take on the just the job that Coach Stock did and sort of what he meant to the program as a whole and the, how should I put this, the what I expect to come in the future now that we've sort of moved on from the Coach Stock era. If you will, and there's been certainly a lot of mixed reactions from fans about this, a lot of a lot of happiness and a lot of not not necessarily sadness, but more of the fact that everybody is just a huge fan of coach stock as a person. And by all all accounts, of course, I did go to school there. I did not have the opportunity to meet Coach Stock still in person myself, but by all accounts from everybody that I met while I was there, including some former players, uh, he is by all accounts a very, very outstanding human being. But... Having said that, a lot of those voices who echoed what a marvelous human being Coach Stock is also had some trepidations about the on-field product. And when I get into this win-loss record in terms of Coach Stock's resume, you'll begin to see why that is the case. In his time... Leading the Blue Raider football program, here's the resume: hundred thirteen wins, one hundred and eleven losses overall. So one thirteen and one eleven. Took the MTSU program to ten bowl games, won four of them. He is a. Two-time Sunbelt Conference Coach of the Year in 2016 and 2019. And this is I guess one of the one of the positives about Coach Stock. I guess I can I guess I can touch on this very quickly, the transition from a frankly smaller conference and as far as the mid-major world is concerned, to a sort of upper-tier mid-major conference in Conference USA, if you will. And I believe their first year in Conference USA was the first year I was in school there. That would have been 2013. Gosh, I'm old. But... Anyway, that was ten years ago, but I believe they had just made the transition to CUSA at that point. I remember going the going to campus for orientation that summer of my senior year of high school, graduated, going into my freshman year of college, and seeing all of the. Conference USA signage on the belt on the uh, excuse me the scoreboard at the football stadium and whatnot. So it was a big, big deal for the football program making that transition and the athletic program in general making that transition about a decade ago. But main point I'm trying to make here is there was the transition from conference to conference. And Coach Stock, to his credit, won the Coach of the Year Award in the Sun Belt twice in 06 and 09, won the Conference USA Coach of the Year Award in 2018. And... Even going back to '06, Middle actually won the Sunbelt Conference title in 2006 and won the Conference USA Eastern Division Championship in 2018. They, of course, lost in the Conference USA Championship game. But... Pretty pretty impressive sort of accolade list for Coach Stock in terms of his personal resume on the field as far as wins and losses are concerned. Again, not all of that impressive, which is really why this did not this move did not come as a surprise to several Blue Raider fans and alumni. Uh starting with the Time in the sun Belt, his first year in 06. Uh 7 and 6 overall. 07 maybe took a step back and finished with a 5 and 7 record. 8 5 and 7. Oh nine actually went ten and three and won the first bowl game appearance of the coach stock era in two thousand and nine two thousand and ten took a step back, went six and seven did make it back to a bowl game, but the blue Raiders did come out on the losing side of the 2010 bowl game. I cannot remember exactly which bowl it was, but that was 2010. 2011, the Blue Raiders went 2-10, so eh, and not much to write home about there, if you will, but Two thousand twelve they actually bounced back and went eight and four and did not make it to a bowl game, surprisingly, despite being bowl eligible. So seven and six, five and seven, five and seven, ten and three, six and seven, two and ten, and eight and four in his time in the Sun Belt. Then you get to the transition of MTSU from the Sun Belt to Conference USA and the inconsistency sort of continues. Uh, 2013, 8 and 5. 2014, 6 and 6. 15, 7 and 6. 16, 8 and 5. 17, 7 and 6. 18, 8 and 6. 2019 4 and 8 2020 and to to be fair yes 2020 was obviously the covid season 2023 and 6 uh 2021 7 and 6 2022 8 and 5 and this year there was a huge regression for the MTSU football program at four and eight. So a lot of a lot of inconsistencies in the Rick Stockstill resume, if you will, as far as wins and losses are concerned. Again, 1-13, and eleven overall Four and six in bowl games. Nothing, frankly, nothing to write home about. All right, that's a brief rundown of the resume. Let me get to what my take is on this move, generally speaking. And right off the bat, I am going to be fair to Coach Stock right off the bat, because again, by all accounts, very, very good, very good human being. Again, everything that I've heard, everyone that I've heard from has nothing but good things to say about Rick Stockstill as a person. And this first point that I'm going to make, probably, there was probably Some reasoning behind the reason why metal decided to keep him around for, and I say keep him around, leave him. Well, frankly, since he's gone, yes, now keep him around for nearly 20 years. I touched on this just a minute ago. The transition, and this is a point that I don't think a lot of people have made. The Transition from conference to conference is sort of a big deal. And when you're making a move like that, you sort of want to have some sense of continuity as far as the coaching staff is concerned and the athletic department generally speaking are concerned in a lot of ways because there's plenty of different factors involved with making that sort of move as far as the level of competition in particular the as I mentioned before conference USA is a bit is a bit of a step up at least now, as far as the level of level of competition is concerned. And frankly, taking a different sport into perspective, one of the things that has sort of gone hand in hand with conference realignment is it's not just football, it's basketball as well, staying with Well, I say staying with Conference USA, but Florida Atlantic from last year, a lot of people obviously remember the run that they went on from, or I should say in March Madness. Yeah, they have now, FAU has now gone from being a Conference USA school to recently joining i believe the american athletic conference so they're in the same conference with schools such as such as memphis and wichita state and other schools of that nature houston actually i believe i believe houston is now entering their first year In the Big 12, as far as college basketball goes, a lot of, gosh, there's a lot of, it just goes to show how crazy all this conference realignment stuff is now, doesn't it? I've got, my brain's just got so many different tabs open in my head going through all of the realignment issues therein. Excuse me, but anyway, Point I'm trying to make is, is that with all of the craziness that comes with changing conferences, you do want there to be some form of continuity, and Coach Stock played a very significant role in that, and sort of keeping everybody together and as on the same page as. Possible, but I guess that I guess that I could touch on this now. I was sort of going to save it for the very end, but continent. While continuity is a good thing to have, eventually there comes a point with growth of the program where you want to see the wins and losses reflect that level of growth, if that makes sense. And when you go through the resume, which I'm not going to do again because I've already done that ad nauseum today, the wins and losses were not meeting the level and reaching the level of that expectation of growth for the program, especially when you are as a university currently in the process of building a new multi million dollar athletic facility and yes i've s I've seen the pictures. And from everything I've heard and seen, the render from the renderings of it, it is a very nice facility. Of course, my or my parents, uh, I should say, tuition money is no longer going toward funding it, but of course, a lot of people's. Or, because the money has got to come from somewhere, and not only does it come from tuition, it's obviously also coming from the high-level profile games that MTSU has played in over the years. They've played Alabama multiple times over the last few seasons. Obviously, they played them this season, and they played them in in twenty fifteen when I was in school. And there's a part of me that very much regrets not making that trip to Tuscaloosa it would have been a very wild scene. And that is one of the few one of the few regrets that I have from my time. In school, I don't have very many of them, but wink, 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 nudge, nudge. But if I could go back in time and go to Alabama for that road trip, I would have done it in a heartbeat. But anyway, point I'm trying, and MTSU's played several other big name programs on the road as well. And obviously, with those, with those games comes not only an L in many cases, but also comes a very large chunk of change, which has also been used to fund the new multi-million-dollar athletic facility on MTSU's campus, and so I guess the reason. For that change. And the change being the firing of Coach Stock is that MTSU is now at a point in its existence as a program where the what they feel that the administration, they being the administration, feels that the Win loss record has to equal the level of overall growth. Okay? And Coach Stock was frankly not meeting that level of growth. And one of the very important things that I heard a snippet of athletic director Chris Masaro at his press conference where he made the announcement of the Coach Stock news is that in today's ever-evolving world of college football, one of the things that's of vital importance is the transfer portal. And I guess they felt like Coach Stock, in a lot of ways, was not meeting their level of expectations in that regard. Coach Stock really, really sort of comes from that that old that older school way of thinking. You know, he he was developed as a player and a coach because I believe he even coached at Florida State as well. He was developed essentially under Bobby Bowden, the longtime Florida State head coach, and sort of comes from that Bobby Bowden, Dabo Sweeney way of thinking in a lot of people's minds. And with the transfer portal being what it is now, and with name, image, and likeness sort of taking center stage in college football, MTSU really felt the need to go out and hire a coach that can make an impact in the transfer portal. And so there's a lot of different various factors involved and it really shows, it really shows not only all of the change that has taken place with MTSU changing conferences from the going from the Sun Belt to Conference USA, but it really shows the broader landscape and what the outlook is on college football. But that is pretty much my take on Coach Stock's impact on Middle and the football program. At MTSU. Let me go back and unfortunately talk about, I've got to talk about another reason, and it is a big reason, because there's obviously a lot of money involved in this as well. The And this really is bigger than just the football program in a lot of ways. It's really an indictment of the athletic department in some ways as well because the from a marketing standpoint I'll just put it this way it it could be it could be better it could be better and I say that I say that as an alumna as an alumnus who has been at who only who did only go to a handful of m t s u games for a variety of reasons number one, the on field product was not necessarily very exciting, and again the one thirteen and one eleven overall record of coach stock backs that up but Just from a marketing standpoint, the university could probably, could probably do a little bit better job of building the brand of the program, and I guess they're hoping that with this change at the head coaching position comes a new, a new, blo- new blood and new excitement about MTSU football. But, the attendance was, the phrase, the phrase poor is a very, very big understatement, okay? Because, you would go into Floyd Stadium and see patches of people, but more, more, More steel than people. Talking about the steel bleachers, obviously. A lot more blank space than people, if you will. And again, there's a lot of factors that go into that on-field. On-field excitement goes into that. But also, the marketing of the university could be better. It could be better and even in games that featured sort of high high profile opponents I remember one year I remember even going back to my time in school the three big games where you would think you would think the aura of those games would provide excitement and want to draw people into the stands, right? Uh, the first first example that comes to my mind is Vanderbilt, who I believe MT played in 2016 at home. It was part of a home and away series, but you would think that would have drawn a lot of people into Floyd Stadium, but... Uh, What I remember, it was maybe not as big of an attendance as you would like it to be. Uh, Number two, that's number one. Number two, I remember we played BYU one year. And of course, when you think BYU, you think, okay, you, you see them... You obviously see them on TV more than you would uh, Middle Tennessee State based on a lot of different reasons, especially since BYU has now moved to the Big 12, which really speaks to the conference realignment, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But BYU is really one of the, They're not a top tier program, but they're sort of in the, I guess, well, I guess technically on paper they would be considered a top tier program just from being in the Big 12. But I guess what I'm trying to say is people know who you're talking about when you see BYU mentioned. And see their name, you see their name on. TV and go, oh, okay, go Cougars. But those two, and yet, yes, I say that fully well aware that Vanderbilt is a SEC school. Those two games pale in comparison to another game, which was the Florida Atlantic game, the FAU game. I I cannot remember which year it was. Whether I think it might have been 15 or 16, one of the two. But and it's funny because when you see when you see FAU on the schedule, you think you think, "Oh, Jim, what's so, what's so exciting about FAU?" From a on-field standpoint, what a lot of people forget is, is that before he took the job at Ole Miss, guess who the head football coach of the Florida Atlantic Owls was? Ye- yes, that that's right. It was Joey Freshwater himself, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. Former head football coach at Florida Atlantic University, now obviously the head coach at Ole Miss. And obviously you would think that a lot of people would be drawn into Floyd Stadium for that game, right? Right? It's 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 Lane it's Lane Bleepin' Kiffin that we're talking about here but i don't I don't recall the the uh stands being packed at Floyd Stadium for the f a u game that year, which is very very unfortunate, and also even thinking even jumping ahead. That was that. That was just three games that stood out to me from my time there. Jumping, shifting gears, I should say, to this year, they play MTSU played Colorado State at home. It was actually homecoming in Murfreesboro, and you think you th- a lot of people might ask Jim, why is Colorado State important? Uh well. A week or two before they played MTSU, Colorado State, of course, had the big run-in with Coach Prime and Colorado, and there was obviously a lot of jibber-jabber going back and forth between Colorado and Colorado State, and you would think some fans and some of their minds were thinking, okay okay, they obviously got Dion pretty riled up. I might as well go see what they're all about. Uh didn't really didn't really play out that way. The level of attendance did not really play out that way as far as what MTSU was hoping it would play out it would play out to be, I should say. Not a lot not a lot of people not a lot of people showed up and yeah, that's really really adds on to the reasons why Coach Stock is no longer there because he did while he did do some things, as I mentioned before about the transition and yada 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 and keeping everybody on the same page to a degree and yada yada yada. Eventually the, the wins and losses have to have to bring people in, right? Because that's what that is, after all, what excites the fan base above anything and everything else. And when you bring up all of the factors that played against a guy like as good a man as he is and Rick Stockstill just, it got to a point where the negatives farly, far outreached or outgained The positives and a change had to be made. And obviously the next question that comes from this situation is where does MTSU go from here? And let me just say that as an alumnus and after seeing all of the changes that have been going on in Murfreesboro, even after I've left. And obviously, when you take the prox frankly, when you take the proximity to the city of Nashville, which is a major metro- obviously a major metropolitan hub in the state, very big recruiting base. When especially when you're talking about some of the athletes that are coming out of the private schools especially in the and some of the public schools as well but really the the big pri- private schools your, your your Montgomery Bell Academies your Brentwood Academies your Endsworths, your BGA's in Franklin and even toward the Chattanooga area talking about Macaulay and Baylor and other schools of that nature as well. You take all of that, all of those schools, and pull them together and think to yourself, okay, the Nashville and, to some extent, Chattanooga area is a pretty big recruiting pool, pretty big recruiting base. A lot of guys to pick from. Maybe some guys that are overlooked by the SEC or Big Ten schools that get some of those guys. Maybe we can sort of get the lack of a better phrase or better word scraps from the those sort of upper tier high schools that the big guys are not recruiting as much spending as much time recruiting and so Nash places like Nashville and Chattanooga are obviously pretty big recruiting hubs for a mid major school like MTSU the So that's one piece of it. Another piece of it is obviously the multi-million dollar athletic facility. And again, the renderings that I've seen of it are pretty spectacular. It's not it's not gonna be anything like when I when I was when I was in school, when you'd have Floyd Stadium over here and one part, the Murphy Center right next to it. And of course, the the baseball stadium is a little bit further along the along the way in campus. Although all of the athletics athletic facilities are all relatively close together, the track is basically right next door to Floyd Stadium and Murphy Center. And the Athletic Hall of Fame is there in the same complex, which is another aspect that has seen some changes over the years. But aside from all of that, in the front, there is basically just a, not counting the tennis courts, there's basically just a blank space that is is used for not even, not even athletics, or not even tailgating, really, because the tailgating sections were... I mean, the one I went to was the Walnut Grove, obviously, with all of the, all of the tents, all of the tents and the, the fanfare and the wink-wink, nudge-nudge, but... the... Tailgate areas were obviously scattered all across actually now that I think about it, I guess that was mainly an alumni tailgating area, if my if memory serves me correctly. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm almost positive that it, that, that is what the alumni used it for. And again, they were of course scattered through various places on campus, but if memory serves me right, I don't remember seeing too many students in the alumni area in front of Floyd Stadium. Anyway, the new athletic facility is apparently going to expand even from where it is now, and may... I'd have to go back and look at the exact parameters and whatnot, but it may include some of that quote-unquote blank space aside from game days, obviously. But the new facility is going to be absolutely incredible to see, and I very much look forward to seeing it myself. When hopefully the on-field performance will have improved at that point, because it has, it has not been very good over the last few seasons in particular, and really the last eighteen seasons in the grand scheme of things, frankly, but change can be a good thing in a lot of ways and hopefully the new athletic facility is going to be, I mentioned those recruits earlier, obviously when you're making renovations like this, one of the reasons for you doing that is to obviously draw interest from recruits and so that's another big thing as well. And I sort of, I sort of touched on the transfer portal earlier when I mentioned how Chris Massaro, who some people have met, I've seen some people make an argument that Chris Massaro needs to go as well. I'm not advocating for that myself. But I have seen other people point that out on social media, and of course it is social media, so make of that what you will, folks. But that's a conversation for another time as far as I'm concerned. But one of the things that Chris Massaro did point out is that the transfer portal is obviously going to be a big thing as far as MTSU's football program as it moves forward. And the administration obviously feels like that is something that they do want to be a big part of the football program moving forward. As far as candidates for this head coaching position is concerned now that it is available. Um I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I have I have no clue. I've not seen so and obviously it may be a little too early in the process to really really narrow down a list necessarily. Certainly I'm sure some feelers have been put out by the administration at this point now that, and it's really going to ramp up the, and really the coaching caravan is really going to ramp up for everybody, not just schools like MTSU, but, or not just MTSU in particular, but also I keep getting alerts on my phone of teams wanting to, Part ways with coaches or teams who already have parted ways with coaches. And so, the, you know, every, everybody talks about Black Friday shopping this time of year. Yeah, that the world of college football is no different at this, uh, at especially this time of the year. It is no different from. Anything else, whereas in the real world, people are shopping for clothes, college athletic programs, or shopping for coaches that's just that's just the circle of life in the world of college athletics, but I'm very excited to see who the new coach ends up being as an, as an alumni i hope that it is somebody who generates an, a level of energy and excitement for the program and hopefully above above everything else hopefully it it is somebody who can put a winning product on the field who can put MTSU sort of at the top of the map or top of the list in terms of the mid-major or group of five uh, football programs, if you will. Because MTSU has got, with Conference USA being what what it is now, especially, frankly, from the money that... FAU left in the coffers of Conference USA on its way to another conference based on the way it played in college basketball this past year, going to the Final Four and whatnot. And I'm still angry about my about the FAU Owls busting my bracket this past year, but that's going to change. This season, mark, mark my words, but anyway, joking aside, CUSA has quite a bit of money and resources in the coffers, if you will, and hopefully whoever ends up leading the Blue Raider football program ta- very much takes advantage of that. I'm Very much looking forward to seeing who that person is and hopefully, again, hopefully it is somebody who can reflect, who can mold the team in his image and which will certainly be a change from what we've seen the last nearly 20 years now and hopefully that leads to Again, the most important thing, as we all know, in the world of college athletics, which is a better win-loss record at the very least than what we've seen in 113 and 111 over the last 18 years. So, as an alum, I'm very, very hopeful that... The Times will be a change in in my in, Mar- in Murfreesboro and you know true True blue and Blue Raiders' Ride and whatnot, but with all of that being said, that is pretty much going to wrap it up for this emergency emergency press conference edition on the firing of former Blue Raider head football coach Rick Stockstill. That is going to do it for this special edition of the Jim Bratton podcast today. I want to thank you all so much for watching and listening. I very much appreciate it, and I will see you guys soon.